I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Shocks away, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. It's FA Cup semi-final weekend, but there is a little Premier League action too, and Spurs are finally in their new stadium. Hi, gang. Hello. Hello. Good Ooh. to have you and the listeners with us. Yes. I should have said with me, really. That doesn't make sense with us. No, it's okay. It's okay, ladies and I think and people gentlemen. appreciated the overwhelmingly positive sentimental start <laughs> to the show. I felt like I was in church and also with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. Now, share the peace with one another. Yeah. Peace be with you, Jim. Who brought the bread? Thanks, mate. And the, and the wine. <laughs> You're meant to say peace be with you back. Shall we, shall we shake hands across the... Oh, a bit of old Lang Syne. Yeah. 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 You don't do that every Sunday in church. Uh, Does anyone, I bloody well should do. When I'm pissed, I am. <laughs> Does anyone know all the words to old Lang Syne? No. No. Just mumble through it, eh? For yeah. old Lang Syne, my t- dear, for old Lang Syne. And, and it just repeats those there. words in the different... I'll tell you who does and, know it. And, yeah, until there's one person standing. <laughs> Do you remember Tony <laughs> Blair's wife? She was well into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was that? I think that was old Lang Syne, wasn't it? Yeah. I think uh, it was. She was giving it? it some absolute stacks. I, res- I respected it <laughs> yes. at the time. And uh-huh. I respect it now, damn it. <laughs> she was right into it. Remember she had a... Um, a Dad, who was in a lot of films, Booth. Uh, what was that? What was that man? Uh, name's Booth. Yeah, Booth. Uh, wasn't he in like Confessions of a Window Cleaner and stuff like that? Oh, was he really? Yeah, uh-huh. I think so. I didn't was know that. Father or uncle or something. Like I didn't know in, that. Played was in a body comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but on um, but on the old giving it some stacks kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's a tendency if you're British to awkwardly go into things like half-heartedly yes. and be kind of embarrassed. Yeah. I think you've absolutely if you get put up in a situation where mm. you're about to be embarrassed, you just got to go for it. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. you're going to come out of it with a bit of credit at least for trying your best. I know what you yeah. mean. You Although some be awkward, but the awkward people sneer at that. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Well, I've got, got a karaoke tip for anyone that is like that. Go on. Do a Louis Armstrong song. Yeah. You have to do it in a yeah, silly, silly voice. I do agree. Yeah. With that. But all, the, all the proclaimers, 500 miles. Yeah. Because everyone's sort of, what well, I say everybody. Play to your accents. The key. Yeah. I, yeah I, sorry, that's one for me, really. Yeah. yeah. The key to karaoke is just not doing a serious song. Don't yeah. go up there and do or Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. That's no. absolutely do you right. You know what I mean? Because he's got a lot of pauses, a lot yeah. of instrumental yeah. breaks. Pete, you should be doing crocodile shoes. I can't be asked. 100%. I can't be asked with people who do karaoke and they do raps. And yeah. It's just like oh, yeah. you try to be cool, and you're not really singing. Uh, there's a guy, Sing, uh, sound dreadful, ruin the night. There's a guy. There's a guy at our university. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to name him, but you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh-huh, he's Jim kind Campbell. of an events kind of thing. Yeah. He's an events kind of guy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I do. And events. He did. He did the karaoke version of the fast version of mm. that Gorillaz song with the rap. Mm. Right. You remember? Uh, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. The fast rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and bearing in mind I've made almost a thousand podcasts with you three, mm. it was the worst <laughs> vocal performance of anything yeah. I have ever seen. Um, I'd like to say right now, that, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for the last minute and a half, I genuinely forgot we were uh, <laughs> recording a <laughs> <your> podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If I can get us back on track, Jim, I, please. Once, <laughs> I once saw Sh- uh, Sherry Blair and George Foreman, <laughs> uh, George the, Foreman. in the same lunch break, Kissing. separately oh. from each other. 
Weird. I do you know what when you said George Foreman, I thought you meant George Formby. Yeah. I thought well, that's no. that's not true. Back to no. window cleaners again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. That yeah. is really know, a very good. Very, they're both quite decent spots, aren't Fair they? Spots, but it was yeah. In Covent Garden. Very weird. I had lunch next to as people who listen to Luke and Peter will know as well. I just mentioned it. I had lunch next to the head trainer coach kind of guy of Manchester City from, from SAS Who Dares Wins okay and I could Middleton not pick him out of a line might be it no it was but I was yeah. going to say yeah, yeah. yeah. alright let's so, move on uh, well do we need to Wait, <laughs> any new listeners tuning in have probably gone by now so. <laughs> well yeah. we don't want them yeah. Talking of celebrity spots, some people spotted Phil Foden starting a game for Man City <laughs> the other night, or was it last night? Last yeah. night, yeah. Well, let's start with the FA Cup, shall we? Manchester yeah. City playing Brighton. Who do we fancy for this one? <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, it feels to me like Brighton's only chance is um, just through pure... St- the, the pure statistical improbability of anything doing a quadruple. Yeah. Something has to give somewhere. Mm. And could it be this? Keep, Other than that, I don't know. Keep watching that Wigan video from last yes. season when they when they put them out. Um, remember when Spurs got ill just before the game against West Ham last day of the season, number of years ago? Lasagna yes. gate. Yeah, yes, get, I do. Get that chef into the Man City Hotel. Yeah. That's mm. probably going to be their own. It's not their only chance because it's a one-off game. Um, yep. You never know what can happen. There you go. Brighton, um, of course, went to a, got to a final in 1983. Were beaten on a replay by Man United in the first game. They scored in the couple of minutes to go to, to tie it up. Um, and a man who scored in that game was, of course, the great Ray Wilkins, who died, passed yeah. away sadly a year mm. ago today. So very sadly. Um, always, he's in our thoughts, of course. With regards to the match, Man City versus Brighton, one, one. It's not an argument, but one tiny teensy piece of evidence you've suggested that Brighton have a slight chance was um, a match that happened in 1983 yeah yeah, and, and, and <laughs> likely before anyone involved was two, two that was, very yeah. different sides that was tenuous <laughs> I think I think they've got a chance probably because mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a semi-final once you're in the semi-final yeah. you're part of the conversation and all that kind of stuff mm. the bad news for Brighton is that although Man City got out of jail in a big way against Swansea and mm-hmm. we all saw that and the decisions and all the rest of it They've kind of battered everyone else they've played in the yeah. FA Cup. Yep. Um, they've had a, a few big wins, as we'd expect. They've got some good players. And it depends how Brighton treat the game. They have. It depends how Brighton <laughs> treat the game, doesn't it? Because Brighton, we know, as a, they're a bit of a home side, aren't they? A bit yeah. of a homer team. It, it would suggest that, that, that last night's match at Stamford Bridge would, would suggest they're very much focusing on that semi-final. Yeah. But they've got, to turn, they've got to turn Wembley into, into, a, into a good atmosphere. There's, there's been talk. I heard it on the radio this morning. There's been talk of Man City fans for that game last night not turning up. Oh, there's about 20,000 seats or there something. There we go. Like. So, uh, if I'm not suggesting they are. I don't want to get the backs up of any Man City fans unnecessarily, of course. And that this is kind of a thing that happens around and about. You know, it happened with Spurs when they played against Apoel in the Champions League. It's happened against when Barcelona played, I think, Shakhtar. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of empty seats. Yeah. It does happen with these teams that are used to yeah. winning games. And a lot of the fans are paying a lot of money to other trips. Exactly. And, and to be fair, on the radio, the guy called in and he said, look, I've got to prioritise. I'm, mm. ho- I'm hoping we get to the final of the course. Champions League. I yeah. want to go mm. to that. I've got a family. Yeah. I get all well, that. And the final of the FA Cup, yeah. they might save themselves. I'm not blaming the fans, but what I am saying is get yourself down there it's an opportunity for Brighton if mm. Brighton can take over that stadium make, give it a real atmosphere like it feels like a yeah. home game well they sunshine. are brilliant at the annex as well exactly that's what. That's my well, point and also there is currently no nobody occupying Wembley Stadium Spurs have moved yeah. out they've gone make it yeah. your home Brighton it's up exactly. for grabs because you could play your next two cup games there yeah Mm. And that's what you want and, to do. And um, is it time to revisit the conversation about semi-finals at Wembley or have we already done that to death? They used, I mean, they did used to do that many years ago. People think it's a new thing. It's not a new thing. You know, is you, it not? Ah. No, because you remember Gascoigne's... Do you mean like two or three years ago? No, do you not remember Gascoigne's free kick yeah, against true. Arsenal? That was at Wembley. Yeah, mm. that's true. Um, I think Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United 
played a semi-final at Wembley. Correct me if I'm wrong there. But and that was does, in 93. But, but regardless of whether it happened before, does mm-hmm. that make it good? Because I feel like it's just, you know, maybe it's the 90s kid in me, but semi, an FA Cup semi-final should be at Villa Park. Well, Do you know what I mean? Old old it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, both sides going, I don't know, I didn't know this. This is new information to me, so I'm not, I'm not an expert on it at all. The those two games you've mentioned are both derby games. Mm-hmm. So is it because Arsenal, Spurs and, yeah. and Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday? Is it yeah. because of that? Or is it because I don't know? Want, they yeah, might so well. they couldn't play it. Cause, yeah, because I guess this. Yeah, because because you need. So they couldn't play you, it at Hillsborough because yeah. of Sheffield Wednesday. Which no, no, but you, no, but you've, the semi final's always been in neutral territory. It's uh, mm. Leyland Road uh, was was one between Villa and Chelsea. I think you yeah. know Villa Park, Arsenal, Manchester United when Giggs took his. But that's top what we're saying. Yeah. So the, both of these, both of those games you mentioned, they're mm-hmm. both from teams that were. It would be a derby. It'd be a um, a derby where the teams are quite close to each other. So they'd have to play somewhere else, wouldn't they? They couldn't no, play any. No, no, no. Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday versus Sheffield United could be at Villa Park. Oh, yeah, right, okay. yeah, yeah, it yeah. was always a neutral but that, ground. Yeah, so yeah, so. But, but now it's why, a thing. It's like an official thing where yeah. every single semi-final is played there, right? Mm. It is. Yeah, I mean, back the, then it was the exception rather than the rule. This is the rule. Every season, the semi-finals are played yeah. there. Yeah. And does, is that a shame? Is what I'm asking. Uh, it, it, uh, in terms of the actual venue, and in terms of oh, you play there and then you and then you play again. I personally, Newcastle, Chelsea semi-final was played mm. there mm. off the top of my head. Rob Lee scored a thumping header. But, Gus Poyet scored the winner. That's not a derby match. So it's happened before. My my my. Uh, yeah. Uh, feelings are is that it's um, c- can be quite a long trip in the in the example of that Newcastle it's, it's a long yeah. journey not for Chelsea it's not so um, somewhere like Villa Park is a little bit more central in the country or, or Old Trafford and whatnot do you take that into account I'm not sure how it would work out in, in terms of securing a stadium we're looking at fixtures looking at who's playing and, and so on and so forth I suppose you need an ounce of that if you've got a neutral ground so I'm okay with it but I totally understand mm. why fans is it, is it just Premier League grounds just not wanting to get involved like, there could be that I mean there's Wasn't, policing issues that, no, there's, there's, there's it's, 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 about that. no it's come from it originally came from when we needed, needed to pay needed, yeah, yeah. Um, need to service it also as well I suppose that you know people need to think about fans of in particular Brighton, Watford and Wolves are they happy to be having the day out at Wembley? That's probably quite fun. And also, as I'm we, sure they're bloody delighted. It's, it's a little bit of a, of a boost potentially for Brighton and, and for every the, team. That there. should be the prize, though, if you get to the final. That's yeah. in, in an mm. ideal world. What it does it mean be. is it means that fans get a day out there and that players who maybe would never have a chance to play there mm-hmm. um, get to play there. They've got more of a chance of playing there. So there are positives to it. I just, I'm just wondering whether we're being overly sentimental by saying, oh, you know, Possibly. Villa Park and Ellen Road and Old Trafford and all these places, all these great games in the past. But as you rightly say, Marcus, I mean, it's happened before. So anyway, it was just a digression that, that kind of got a bit carried away. Yeah, but the important thing for Manchester City is Kevin De Bruyne is back. Mm, what a goal. Oh, God. Lovely Last one. Night. He just he, he was just involved in so much, yes. as he tends to be when he takes to the field. And, yeah. and I think that's one of the things that will concern a lot of rival teams of Manchester City. Obviously, Liverpool and the title runner, but certainly Brighton and whatnot. As if they've not got enough without him. Yeah, they've been absolutely superb this season, largely without De Bruyne with that injury. Comes back and you think he, he's giving that team even more. Yeah, where does it end? Where does it bloody <laughs> and, end? And, and, <laughs> Phil, and Phil Foden coming in the same. If Lovely to well. see. Yeah, Lovely and, to see. And obviously, a, a an evening where Phil Foden and Callum Hudson Odoi both started games. You'd fancy. I don't, if I was Phil Foden, I wonder if I'd rather have played in the semi final. Well, he I, might do. You reckon he will play again? I don't think he'll play again. Will well, he? that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we shall. We shall. Of course, I mean, the player doesn't get to choose. That's the manager's mm. decision. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, although I'm sure Benjamin Mendy would be able to choose, though. He seems to do what he wants. Yeah, he yeah. chooses to not play any games <laughs> <laughs> and go out to the early Strange. hours of the morning. Yeah. Did you see that with the, with Guardiola sort of slightly bemoaning, bemoaning 
his behaviour. Only slightly, though, because there was reports that he was out to the early hours of Sunday morning, uh, just gone on the, on the weekend previously. And he said he's not Mendy's father. And he said, I would prefer it to, that, he, that he would go to bed a little bit earlier. But he said, I'm a relaxed guy and I don't control the players like that. Yeah. So it's very interesting, actually, because Guardiola, we, we think of somebody like um, Sir Alex Ferguson as your... Maybe yesteryear, it seems odd to say that about Ferguson because he was so forward-thinking and uh, and willing to adapt. But but his sort of style of management, he wouldn't be having any of that, you wouldn't have thought, no. unless it was Eric Cantona or, or special circumstances. Mm. Whereas Guardiola to kind of just say, well, I would prefer this, mm. but I'm not his father and I'm fairly relaxed. Is that the way that a manager needs to be with players nowadays? I, th- I think, yeah, I think the way that um, players used to be treated by managers was probably quite... in. Not reflective of how managers used to treat employees in the, in the mm. workforce in this country. Now, of course, you know, I imagine, obviously, thankfully, I'm not really old enough to know, but in the 70s, I don't imagine it would have been hugely um, rare to see a manager shouting at an a, a, a employee yeah. or discipline them or give them a dressing down. Don't really do that now in the workforce. Mm-hmm. So it seems obvious to me that it would ref- that would be reflected in football as well. However, having said that, I don't think for one second the Guardiola has not said something to Mendy behind the scenes as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to be open about that in the front of the press. But I think he's just he's just trying to keep a happy camp, be relaxed. He's not going to achieve anything by digging the, the player out mm. in the press. Mm. Um, you know, some managers do do that. He slightly, ever so slightly did, in a sense that he's saying but it was to the pretty press, gentle, well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was gentle. It's not, it's well, not he doesn't exactly have to say it. doesn't rebuke, have to say though, it, though. It? Well, no, but it was put to him. He's uh-huh. got to respond to, well, to the question that's being asked. Well, I, I feel that he, he pretty much did, didn't he? Effectively, it's not too bad, and also I think you've got to, as as we t- we touched on, you've got to manage each individual as as to uh, within the best way to, to to get the best out of them, and you have to acknowledge that if you are Benjamin Mendy, every single moment of your existence is so much fun that you probably stay out till half three in the morning without even realising. But the thing yeah. about modern footballers, none of them uh, take they drink, no, barely any of them yeah. drink. So actually, st- you can stay up till three o'clock in your own house, or you can go to a nightclub. I don't have a problem with either. <laughs> well, of course you, you don't, Pete. I was going to say, goodness knows what would happen. I mean, why you'd want to be in there without that, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> to me, it comes down to whether he's keeping an eye on his recovery from whatever injury he's got mm. at the moment, whether he can report for training if mm-hmm. he's training, and all that kind of stuff. And I think there is an element where people are treated like adults, and if they let you down, you mm. don't let them let you down twice. You, you treat it mm-hmm. accordingly. Look, Man City are now 4-9 to nine to win the Premier League this season after last night. £10 returns £14.44, including stake with Bet365. Early nights or late nights, they are the favourites. I prefer, the I prefer late nights sometimes. Mm. I prefer early nights sometimes. Yeah. Depends what I've got going on the next I, day. I like the idea of that. Yeah, if I've got an FA Cup semi-final the next day, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably go to bed early. <laughs> probably. Knowing full well that I might be needed off the bench at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the, the idea of Man City nights. Yeah. We've all sort of been out on a big one the night before mm. just to sort of level the playing field a little bit. Pete's, <laughs> yeah, I'd Pete's say that. throwing his uh, hat in the ring to do the voiceover. Yeah. I mean, it'll go to Chris Finch from the office, but you got to Man City nights. Yeah. When the margaritas start to flow. <laughs> <laughs> the margaritas flow? I don't know. In Man City yeah. nights. They do from the bottles, I guess. Does the job. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Uh, well, good luck, Brighton, because you're yeah. going to need it. Uh, Watford versus Wolves. Seventh oh. versus eighth. In the Premier League, in this FA Cup semi-final, just one point separates them. This is a thigh rubber, and it's rare that you say that about a game without one of the top six in it. Just mm. putting it out there. Nice one, Jim. I appreciate that. I like uh, the idea that one of these teams is going to be in the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for a semi-final weekend generally. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it should be a good one. I think Wolves will prevail. I think they've obviously got, they've obviously also got a. Um, a better tradition in the FA Cup than Watford who I don't think have ever won it I think they came runners up in 84 the year after Brighton yeah. Wolves have won it four times but not since 1916 16. yeah 
I, if if Watford get into the final, surely little halftime show from Elton. You would hope yes. so. Yeah, I mean, that would be madness if Rocket they... Man, Tiny Dancer, bit of... Um, the... Sat- Saturday night's all right for fighting. Don't let the sun go down on me. Actually, yeah. no, that's a bad message. He's yeah. just, he just been given a uh, one of those YouTube, silver YouTube uh, things that you get when you've got a million subscribers. Oh, Elton John. Elton John. He'll have that on the uh, on the piano. I wouldn't put... I'll tell you what. <laughs> young kids, who's Elton John? Oh, he's a YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change my mind. The world's gone to the... <laughs> I'm still standing. The Crocodile Rock, out. Second half. Out. Yeah. yeah. Mudley, do a medley. Then at the end when they get knocked out. Ah, do you wind. know what? I would, yes, goodbye I England's would, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Candle win 1997 version. <laughs> I would fancy a bit of Rocket Man though, I have to say. You put that in me. That's head. class. Goodbye what? Danny Rose because you got your own ground now. Goodbye Danny Rose. <laughs> well, that's what they should have said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, Mr. Trick Peter. Yeah. I think Danny Rose is getting worse as a footballer. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I think I, he might be a bit rubbish. Are you worried now. he's in here? I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't mention it directly to him. <laughs> Well, we we got a chance to talk about Danny Rose in the second half. Um, Wolves are a better team than Watford. That's all I'm saying. And I think I think it would be an incredible capping of their first season back up in the top flight for them to finish where they're about to finish in the league and you know get to a cup final. Mm. And I think they've got every chance. Mm. I was know? about I, to say, have Wolves relegated anybody this season? But then they sort of did play their part when they lost to Burnley, was it? Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, there's the, relegation dirt on their hands. The <laughs> midfield ding dong for this should should be great. They yes. have two, you know. Busy, energetic, robust midfield. But Watford, you'd say, more robust. Although with yeah. Decore, he's a yeah, well, touch this is of class I, mean, I feel like that this is something that's maybe unfairly levelled at Watford a little bit. Mm. That, they, that they're sort of you know, big and strong and that's it. Because they are, oh, but no. there's way more to it than that. Decore's got um, a, a, a real quality mm. there. and, and uh, I mean, he's goal against too. Fulham. Sorry? Capua as well. Yeah, Capua as well. I mean, Pereira coming off the flank. Mm. I know he's more of a forward kind of player, but they've, they've got some more players. I mean, Will Hughes, what a volley that was against. Oh, that's Fulham. great. Because Decore went for it, didn't he? And left it. And I love to see that come off. Yeah. Fulham were relegated, weren't they? They yeah. were. Midweek. That's it. Yeah. Gone. Done. Um, went out with a whimper. Didn't come as a surprise. They went out with a whimper, though. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Um, a couple of people messaged me and I said, I have been looking forward to seeing Fulham in the championship for a long time now. Mm. Yeah. Must How be- long? Uh, three or four months right. That's, that's two relegations for Mitro in his <laughs> well, like, it, three or four seasons given how excited we all know Marcus was to see him in the Premier League that is a quite a quick turnaround <laughs> yeah. well no yeah. I just, you could see it going that way sadly <laughs> really despite Mitrovic's best I, I, had, I had a rumour the other day which said, someone said to me someone who kind of knows the club quite well said to me they had the chance to sign Gary Cahill and they turned it down there, to there, me that is a, a ridiculous there decision. was a rumour yeah. about Cahill I'm not sure if they turned it down or Cahill right. or didn't, but there was a rumour I remember at the time thinking Get you bloody need him he'd yeah. be on wages though wouldn't he yeah. for a, for a, for a, a rapidly, a rapidly a depreciating just a asset little, just a cheeky little just a loan. cheeky little loan Fulham owner it was trying to buy Wembley Stadium not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Gary Hegel's wages are right. Put back. him at the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a big arch. Yeah. It's gone through the arch. That's the problem. It was all going under the arch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, poor old Fuller, mate. Eh? I mean, yeah. they've, but they've, it's just been so, so poor. I mentioned that because you rather pointedly haven't included this in this running order. I have. What have you relegated? Sorry, Fulham, after beating them 4 1 this week. If you let me finish, <laughs> you haven't included them in the running order that I read properly <laughs> when you sent it over. Thank you for the reminder. Yep. Everyone's happy. Okay. <laughs> okay. There we go. Shahid can't apologise to the Fulham fans you've also written. He did well again, his apology, like it's as if he wrote it two months ago. Mm. Yeah. Just sort of saying, oh, I'm sorry, we've thrown an awful lot of mud at the wall, but the trouble is none of it was very good. Yeah. Um, or I sticky. think there was obviously a sort of 
real storm of, of, of circumstances because, mm. yeah, they spent a lot of money in, in, on, on bringing various players in, but very few of them actually performed. Yeah. It, it wasn't, you know, maybe it's a bit too simplistic to say, oh, it was very difficult to gel that many players at once. Yeah, this, they got, just, they were unlucky with what... Doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't this, it? Yeah. this is the problem for, for a side like Fulham. Honestly, last season in the Championship, especially the second half of the season, it was flipping brilliant. Yeah. I mm. cannot... It's the best football that, you know, I, I, I've seen Fulham play, not that I've been around there that long, but it, it was fantastic. And... I know. I, at the risk of sounding horrifically unambitious, it was almost like if because I knew what was going to happen. Everybody did. There's no way you can go up and play football like that in the Premier mm. League. You can give a good account of yourself, and mm. you'd argue maybe Bournemouth have. You know, they've, yeah. they've adapted. Have kind of Swansea it, did it for a while. They did. So, so it, there is a bit of possibility there, but it's it's almost like uh, and again, oh dear, I'm going to sound ridiculous here, but if if you gain promotion, you should have an opt out. Do you know what? We're yeah. right here, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, since since yeah. since 2019 ticked over, yeah. honestly, the first of January, as it always does. Yes, they've won one game and lost every other game. Yeah, not I mean, even a draw. The end of January, when they were in big trouble, yeah. uh, they pulled that win out the fire against Brighton at home, and you thought, okay, you're giving yourself a fighting chance here. Mm-hmm. Um, lost nine Premier League games in a row since then, and it's not really. <laughs> Been that close. I mean, I know they sort of. Hey, Liverpool needed mm, a penalty to beat. Liverpool them was the closest one. <laughs> Oddly, yeah, Liverpool was the closest one. I would say. Yeah. Man Other net. than that, it's just been. It has been absolutely dire. Yeah. It's been so so poor. They've been arguing because no one expected anything from Huddersfield. The business Fulham did in the summer, okay. Pe- some people probably on this show even were saying, "Look, you've got to be careful because I signed a yeah. load of new players, and the mix and the blend will be will be difficult." And they weren't uh, terrible at the start of the season. No. I saw them beat Burnley four two. We but, saw them away uh, at Wembley against Spurs. Now Spurs were always going to win it, but at three one, there was a period of the game they bothered Spurs for a bit. Do well, you know what I mean? and, and the first game of the season, they were at home to Palace. I was at that game, yeah. and they were probably the better team, and they mm, lost two 0 mm. Anyway, it's gone so badly. Yeah. They've been the biggest disappointment in the league this season. Yeah. You oh, have yeah, to say yeah, that. Yeah. No, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. and mm. I think that was it when it started to go wrong. The, the 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 ship sort of started to turn round in the wrong direction. It was kind of like, oh crap, 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 crap. We, get, we don't know what to do. Right, panic. Get someone else in. Sign new player. And 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 there was no plan. There was absolutely nothing there. You know, mm. you compare that to say someone like Cardiff, who I know they were beaten uh, last night, but that was against Manchester City. And Cardiff looking like they're in trouble now. Sadly for them, um, that loss against Chelsea, of course. But so much more streamlined than Fulham. Mm. So much more team spirit there and and, and so on and so forth. Um, But there we are. Fulham will be uh, with Huddersfield in the Championship next season. Watford are 15-8 to to win the FA Cup semi-final in 90 minutes against Wolves. Mm. Uh, £10 with Bet365 returns £28.75, including stake. I'm looking forward to this game. I agree with Jim about the thigh rubber. I don't actually mind which team goes through. Mm. I've enjoyed watching Wolves this season. I've enjoyed what Watford have done under Gracia this season as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a win-win for me. I know it won't be for those fans, but I hope it's as good an atmosphere as it has been at Wembley recently mm. uh, and, um, and and we'll see a good game of course Wolves beat Manchester United 2-1 although that's really a subplot for the story of the night Yeah, Mike Dean dished out his 100th yeah. red card in the Premier League did you see I, I can't remember which ex-referee it was but he wrote an article and he honestly said in the article um, Mike won't have been aware that it was his 100th red card until <laughs> someone reminded him do me a favour there, <laughs> there was a lot of reminders in the media be honest um, bed yeah. post 100 yellow card yeah. at the same time as his 100th red card you can't buy fast his is, first is, red, that, is that true yeah. is that, oh my 100th God. yellow card of the season on the same instance right. that he had his 100 red card of his mm. career that is brilliant isn't it <laughs> yeah. that is no. absolutely <laughs> superb stuff from Deeney in yeah. the context of Mike Dean that's brilliant. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't understand the Mike Dean hit he's, he's one of the better referees and uh, if he does it with flair 
We don't criticise Kalina hey, for whoa, whoa. looking a bit. Who's hating on Deeney? Some people do. Some people. Some not people in this. Not do. in this. Some people take the piss out of him. There was a period. There was a period of Mike Dean went through a few years ago. I don't know if you guys remember this. I'm pretty sure I haven't dreamt it. Where he was one of my favourite referees because he would apply the same foul rules in the penalty area mm-hmm. as he would on the halfway line. And I'm sure he went through a phase of giving loads of penalties. Mm. He's, yeah, he does dish out a few and, and I thought, do you know what? Spot on. Because people shouldn't get away with it in the penalty area as they do. Mm. And uh, he, he kind of stopped that. And it, it, it doesn't seem like he does it as much anymore. Because, but maybe you, he doesn't because need you to. get seen as a referee it gives away it too many it. penalties. But exactly. it's just like he's applying the rules correctly. Mm. His first red card in the Prem was in 2001. Sent off? Uh, Norberto Solano, you are correct. Oh, averages, a, averages a red card every 4.9 matches. I can't mm. remember Nobby having that many red cards. Well, that's, that's Deeney for you. Naughty boy. Nothing gets past him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for emails with PED. Say I'm the only bee in your Not the bees! Ah! You've got mail. Bad beat. Have you seen Nicholas Cage's son? No. He's a big, chunky, like, really beefy goth. Oh, is he really? Give him a Google. Mm. He's. Uh, yeah. he's Tremendous. Have we looking. had an email about that? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Uh, Owen Roberts says, Hi guys, just a quick email about some wild celebrations at St. Jesus Park during Newcastle match I attended about a decade ago. I forget who the opposition were, but I attended with my friend Brian. Thanks for the uh, colour there. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, Newcastle scored what turned out to be the winning goal. My, my friend uh, Brian inadvertently launched his, str- his steaming hot uh, mince pie down the stand and into the crowd. As the crowd celebrated wildly, I observed the pie hit a Newcastle fan further down the stand square in the face. Rather than turn around and angrily expect who threw the offending item, he didn't bat an eyelid and simply continued to celebrate. <laughs> so, wow. since then I've always had that moment as my benchmark for being committed to your team what a guy hashtag pie in the eye thank you for that <laughs> Owen Robinson hello to James Booker it's another Newcastle one you mentioned Charlotte Amiobi being uh, one of Newcastle's more attentive landlords uh, while studying at Newcastle University uh, a course friend of mine who lived on the same street told me that not only was he her landlord but was also involved in helping them move and even chipped in with dragging a mattress up several flights of stairs ah Lovely block. That's a hassle as well. One of the hardest things. If it's a big, heavy double mattress, that's one of the hardest things just because of the shape. I once had to shove a um, mattress into a loft through a small loft opening. Oh, yeah. Fold it over. It felt like childbirth. It was just ridiculous. (laughs) It was there for ages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I mean, was it that have a particular was it sort of incriminating or what were you, what were you, <laughs> what were you putting it up there just didn't have your mind okay right never mind. Did it, when it did go through did it make a really satisfying spring night yeah it must yeah, have like been oh. <laughs> must <laughs> have been worth <laughs> it did the person you were <laughs> passing it to appreciate yeah, yeah it was huge um, <laughs> that was okay <laughs> oh what if I said he was dead it would be different no, it would still be a dead person. Yeah, all right, fine. Yeah. Um, Samyak Pradhan. Hello, Samyak. Uh, hello, guys. Oh, okay, guys, he says. Why did I that hello? I do not know. Uh, this is my first ever mail to the Football Ramble. I am an avid listener from the other side of the world, from New Delhi, India. Ah. Hello from India. Hello. And to India. Uh, a report on a local news website caught my eye today, and I thought you guys might be interested. <laughs> Sam Allardyce, former England manager, is one of the 250 applicants for the Indian football team manager, along Excellent. with oh. Raymond Dominic. Wow. Oh, wow. Dream team. Oh, there we go. One final payday. A man with vision to grace Indian football. A fall from grace. You guys decide. Mm. Albert Rocker as well. Oh, Love nice. that. Love oh, yeah. that. Imagine, imagine seeing Allardyce and Dominesh doing it together. Oh, the I chalk can... and cheese of that. Yeah. <laughs> that. That's a documentary series. I'd like is. to see it. Well, I'm torn here because I would quite like it to see, see it go to Sam so he goes there. Yeah. And, <laughs> but on the other hand, I think it'd be good to see Dominesh doing it. Yeah. World mm. Cup finalist. Yeah, indeed. It's just good that they're both on the market. Avid astrologer mm. as well. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Yeah, remember, you famously, was it Robert Perez didn't pick because he, he was a rock star Mexus, sign? Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought you said a strong And after they got knocked out of a tournament, he proposed to his girlfriend. Yeah, uh, she said no. And she said no, yeah. 
Oh, he's a Kevin Keegan of France, is he? Yeah, he is. Madness. Bit, yeah. Slightly. Hello to uh, Freddie the Pompey fan. Um, hearing your talk of uh, Ole and Shola, the uh, landlords, which is a wonderful sitcom I'd like to see, yeah. it reminded me that my friend uh, used to rent out his flat to Abby Clancy and her husband Rodders himself, Peter Crouch. Presumably they chose it thanks to the high ceilings and proximity to London Zoo in case Crouch you ever wanted to check out the giraffes. Uh, they were dream, dream tenants, not only uh, being dream tenants, they uh, never once complained about the dodgy central heating. So we've heard from great landlords Mm-hmm. Even better tenants. No, yeah, no. when um, Peter Crouch played for Portsmouth, he he had a place in a, the next village along from where my parents live, and everyone really loved them. So mm, they were really yeah. nice, really nice local residents. Lovely. Yes, and people, it's that kind of village where people care about that kind of stuff. You know, well, everyone should care about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Nothing wrong with a bit of a sense of community, is there, Marcus? Correct, Amundo. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> there we are. Thanks, PT. Going to get in touch with the show. It is show at thefootballramble Time for a break, brother. Hit that button. I will. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since the Football Ramble toured, so come see the Football Ramble live. RambleLive.com. Yeah, and we should point out, actually, that um, tickets, are selling tickets went on sale on Thursday, mm. I believe, fast. and uh, so a week ago, and I think all the stalls are sold out in the London show, possibly the Shepherd's Bush and other London show as well. They're going fast in Newcastle. Um, so don't, I mean, though we've said that other dates will be available, don't sort of hide your light under a bushel. No, 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 no. Go now, get your tickets now, because it's going to be difficult if you can't get them in the future. And you start sending your emails in complaining. Yeah. RambleLive.com, oh. we'd love to see you there. There'll be a beer afterwards. It'll be lots of fun. Don't know what Pete's got planned. I've, Come and find I've out. I've seen people start complaining, oh, you've got no shows in the Midlands, right? We're doing... Birmingham, Birmingham, Birmingham. Northampton, <laughs> Northampton, Sheffield. I mean, High Wickham's near the Midlands. Midlands. Yeah. Get yeah. out. Hey? No, Sheffield Sheffield's not the Midlands. Sheffield's not the Midlands. Get out. I mean, if you live... If Here we you, go. Here right, we go. No. <laughs> get the map up. You will get, right, if you want emails, you can have emails, Luke. <laughs> right. To be fair, Sheffield is north, it's not Midlands. <laughs> Fine, but I'm saying, if, for example... If you live in the Midlands, Sheffield's not that far. We have to travel to every show. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What? If you live in Stoke, right? If you live in Stoke, yeah. I've got the Google Maps up here, yeah, yeah. And, you want, and the nearest show to you is Sheffield, okay? Well, it's pop, not to be Birmingham, wouldn't it? Pop in your car, it's an hour and a half. Right. Okay? If you live in Stoke and you want to go to Birmingham... Okay. Half right. an hour, isn't it? And that's, the bir- that's the biryani Hart High Street Manchester. That's not what I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, People can do this themselves, I think. Yeah, but it's fine. You, you carry on. I told you to carry yeah, on. Okay. RambleLive.com. Oh, it's 56 minutes from Stoke to Birmingham. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll yeah. take us three hours to get there. Absolutely. Carry on, Marcus. That's okay. RambleLive.com. Please do come. Okay, well, let's uh, go way up north to Newcastle. They're at home to Crystal Palace in the Premier League. We Palace. are doing a show in Newcastle. We are, mm. but not Crystal Palace. They became the first team ever to lose a match at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They, they did. did. <laughs> That's the name of the stadium at the moment, isn't it? It is at yeah, the moment, yeah. Giggle. They, they, they want to presumably they want to sell, sell it to people. There's rumours that there was a rumour it was going to be the Nike Stadium. Yeah. Um, but That'd yeah. be nice. That would be clean, wouldn't it? I was, at the, nice I was at the opening last night. Very, very impressive stadium. Mm. Incredible it is. place, really. Well worth the wait. Um, I was in the stand, which is the largest of its type in the UK, that mm-hmm. single-tier south stand, which holds 
um, I think over 17,000 people in one tier, which is incredible. It's based mm. on the uh, the yellow wall, isn't it? The Dortmund. Dortmund. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, did you take your top off? I sh- didn't. I should have. Okay. I didn't know. Do you know what? I did what I feel like I would get annoyed at myself for doing, given the amount of football games I've been to. I underestimated how cold it was going to be. Mm. And so I was freezing. So I'll always wear one more layer than you Yeah, exactly. Needs. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was, I thought Spurs were a bit were nervous. Were you the opening ceremony? Yeah, but it only went on for about 15 minutes. Like, it got a bit of stick. Did it? Yeah, people say that was a bit unnecessary, but then isn't that a lot of people? I thought it was okay. Not market it somehow. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I mean, if I was, look, I, I felt that the Spurs fans were really pleased to be there, as you can probably expect. The atmosphere was great. Mm. The opening ceremony was a group of local, a local choir that was founded in the light of the riots, which of course, right. the London riots, which of mm-hmm. course, it, the genesis of which was in Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Green. And then there was an, uh, an opera singer came out, who I later found out was the Go Compare guy. No way. Wow. Uh, I think that's what people have said. Makes he wasn't sense. Dressed that makes with, sense. He wasn't dressed with a moustache at the time. Mm. But, Why not? Shake it, your money, mate. I actually thought it was quite an understated kind of thing. I mean, mm. it was not It was nowhere near the ridiculousness of the West Ham Stadium mm. closing ceremony. It was a choir. They sang a nice song. The opera singer came out. They did, come, they did oh, when the Spurs go marching in. Yeah. There was fireworks. Uh-huh. And then really, they just got the game on. It didn't go on for very long. People, yeah. people will complain about everything. Yeah, they will. Also, what they it's not football. It's not football. What are they going to do? Run through everything they want? Like, yeah. <laughs> if they could have done that it would have taken less than 15 minutes yeah. wouldn't it? I would have liked a little bit more orchestration in the final third of Spurs thank you yeah once the they scored half. their goal they relaxed what, though, it, yeah. great goals to get that stadium going wasn't there it? is yeah. no great stuff <laughs> no but like there was no more fitting goal scorer than than the Milivojevic putting it through <laughs> shut up but they if that to... was any other night in any other stadium that would have yeah. been given us an own goal one thing that does look good and does, <laughs> does this translate when you're there Luke is that obviously they've put so much into making the atmosphere great there and the, the crowd look very close to the pitch in a, in a, in a good sense yeah. does, does that stop making a wanker song while you're doing that yeah. <laughs> it was it does feel like a cold room even when I got there early and I was in there when there was no fans there it felt like a very nicely it, it, it achieves the f- it achieves a cool thing, which is that it's big. Mm. It's like sixty-two thousand, yeah. but it feels quite intimate. Yeah. So, mm. the, so the noise does ring around it. Yeah. But I don't know if that's because um, we're used to seeing Spurs at Wembley, mm. and that's a that's a nightmare for atmosphere. Because White Lane was good for atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. But this, the only thing I would say, by the way, is just the, the transport links for people. I'm talking about the real issues that football fans face every time they go to a game. That the the transport links are, have not been improved sufficiently at this point to go from a 36,000, which White Lane was, to a 62,000. I mean, it was a little bit of a nightmare getting out. So you still have to walk from Seven Sisters up that big old road. Yeah, you can, well, you can do the normal stuff. We did what we did. Because obviously yeah. Spurs Stadium is the most sort of high-tech and, and fancy stadium in the world now, people yeah. are saying. <laughs> no sooner is that open, Real Madrid have said, well, we're going to improve yeah. our Oh, stadium. that's so typical of Real Madrid, <laughs> yeah, of course it is. But anyway, on, on the Spurs performance, very quickly, they yeah. were nervous. Um, you could tell that the sensification was sort of, sort of weighing quite heavily on them. As soon as they scored their first goal, they were fine. When Harry Winks came on, it, they were so different. He, he's, he, I would, I'm convinced now that along with obviously you know, with Kane or whatever, mm-hmm. he's their most important player, oh, and he could be a really important player for England. And as well. I thought it was a shame that Andros Townsend was on the bench. <laughs> I mean, he may well have injured himself when he yeah. when he came off uh, the other day and punched the dugout. I don't know, um, but uh, he's Hodgson in cahoots with Pete Donaldson. <laughs> he came Can't on. He didn't, he didn't really have an impact when he came no. on. Yeah. Didn't really do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it was going to be sending off on Crystal Palace's side. They were getting really frustrated. Certainly on the left, they were just like. Oh, I imagine yeah. we should have been playing at Wembley. I imagine <laughs> they'll get back on the horse against Newcastle this weekend. Yeah. Well, they've got a chance, haven't they? They're 13th on 36 points. Newcastle are 14th versus, uh, on 35 points. It's 13th versus 14th. 
Thigh rubber. This week, though, Rafa Benitez was speaking about his affection towards the Newcastle fans. Uh, and then he bemoaned the lack of investment in the team, particularly in attack. And I Isn't thought, that every week? Same as there was. What else could he do at this point? Hasn't, that, hasn't that sentence been the running order every week yeah, since the yeah. season started? I, I hate to mention it again, yeah. but Barry, Perez was signed for 1.5 million yeah. about five seasons ago. And he's, yeah. he's, retur- he's, he's returned that investment. He's returned, yeah. He has returned He's actually done all right. He's, he's done all right. right. Rafa, how do you feel the season's going? I mean, we're doing okay. Um, However, <laughs> I, 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 I hate to sound like this enough. I can't hate to sound yeah. like a broken record. I really want to stay. Yeah, I want to say something else. I really want to say something else, but um, I just feel at the moment I can't. Crystal Palace are two to one to win at St James's Park. Ten pound with bet three six five returns right. thirty pound including stake. I thought, I thought even the even I've the got a even the positive choices against um, Arsenal on Monday night. Obviously after the Rumble record, I thought Arsenal looked really disorganised at the back, really nervy I, and jumpy. I, I don't know about that. I was having a real go on WhatsApp the game and everyone it clean sheet. Really, I know it was a clean sheet, but Newcastle <laughs> got nothing. In some matches, Newcastle play on the break, and they just they've got a little bit of speed yeah. and stuff. But the problem is the guy up front is a little less mobile than that. I see. I see. Scored against Argentina, though, mate. So leave off. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about Arsenal. Then they're away to Everton, of course. Big M and the Gunners are, are well in contention for a top four finish. Mm. They put a Newcastle to the sword on Monday night, did they not, Jim? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, mildly, I suppose. <laughs> But yeah, it was killed them softly with the sword. Yeah. I think it was a it was a comfortable victory despite um, Mustafi's incredible cross. I think we should talk. That about That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sissoko did one of those last night for Spurs. Yeah. It was incredible. <laughs> I was thinking, how can a thirty million pound player even have that in his mind? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, Mustafi's was very similar. Well, Mustafi beat a couple of players and like made this marauding run down the wing. It's that like, was hello, great. but then he seemed to just remember his skill set yeah. and just absolutely bludgeoned it into the, the opposite <laughs> side of the stadium wasn't he a £30 million player as well I think he was yeah. <laughs> is, but, is, um, is Gwen Doozy okay why how do you mean he just looks a bit off off, off he, uh, he has that in him form, he's, he's 19 years old and he, uh, he's one of Gwen Doozy's faults is that he sometimes doesn't seem that aware of danger and sort of you know mm. will uh Will just sort of his, ignore his what's going on around him. His youthful pace will be able to pick, yeah. pick it up he's every now lot, and again. He's got a lot about him, though. He's been out with Benjamin Mendy. <laughs> but yeah, I thought Arsenal, Mendy were, Mendy. I thought Arsenal <laughs> were very good. And um, going into to this run, obviously, it's, it's so tight for the top four. Every every team in it has to be looking at trying to win every game, which is going to be difficult, obviously, but that's that's basically the task at hand. And obviously, in this, uh, earlier on in the season, Arsenal put a very, very good run together, but they weren't always that convincing. But they they're in better form now than they were during that run, but it's just they've got to carry it into those away games. Five away games is a lot. It's, it's is. a big ask. Ozil's playing well, though. He is, and at a vital time. And Aaron Ramsey is, is, is being the absolute model pro at the moment as well. I couldn't ask for more from him. It's yeah. crazy that um, they've only won away from home once in the Premier League this season since the turn of the year. Mm. They've won um, Arsenal this year. They've won... Um, didn't, they, didn't they beat Blackpool in the FA Cup away? And then they beat Huddersfield away. And they haven't won an away game mm. since, apart from that, this calendar year. Which, given they're doing so well... It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, they've obviously got a lot of draws in that. And they've played yeah. some tough games and everything. And they had a good draw against Spurs, which they could have yeah, won, of, of course. course. Um, their away games are are, are fairly it's sort still of manageable. Wolves, Wolves and Watford, though. Yes. Away. Although, Ever- no, actually, Watford's at home, I think. Everton, you never... No, Watford, is, is, it's away. Right, okay. Uh, you never know what you get with Everton, which they, they play this Let's year. talk about how Silver sets up against better teams. No. <laughs> we always do that. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get against Everton. They can beat Watford, Leicester, and Burnley away. Yeah. But Watford and Leicester and are Wolves one of those away. ones where you think... Oh, Wolves away is a funny one. one. 
Yeah, Wolves, Leicester, and Watford away. You could do without those. Yeah, ones. I completely agree. I completely agree. But it's not as cut and dry as that. It's not as cut and dry as oh, they win all the home games, but they lose their away mm. games, so they're not going to finish in the yeah, top four. Absolutely. There's been more twists and turns sure, than definitely. that. The sad thing is that Theo Walcott probably won't face his old side at the moment. He's on the bench. He's been dropped. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's um, he has sort of well run it, run and stood still effectively, which is I suppose it should be the title of his autobiography, really. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I hoped it would work out for Walcott there. And, you know, he was, he was in the team a lot. Wasn't he? Moments. He's not scored a huge amount of goals. Mm, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's know, a lot of money. He felt like a, he is, he's the highest paid player. He felt like a guy needed a move. It felt yeah. like a good thing for everyone concerned. Unfortunately, he's now playing under a completely different manager. Yeah. He's played under two different managers since, since Wenger, of course. <laughs> and he's not, he's not progressed. His contribution for a player of his type is woefully inept. I mean, he's contributed one goal since October, no assists. The goal came against a 6-2 smashing against Spurs anyway, where they got mm. heavily beaten, um, which is something that's been levelled at Walcott in the past, isn't it? That these goals he scores are kind of irrelevant. Although in that game, I think it was the first goal of the game he scored, so mm. maybe you'd be a bit harsh there. For a player on those wages, and for a player with the reputation he's had throughout his career, which I admit partly isn't his fault, his contribution has not been anywhere near good enough. And actually, we have seen flashes of Theo Walcott for Arsenal, for England, possibly even for Everton. There's been nothing consistent about his whole career. Mm. And it's not surprising. It's sad, but it's not surprising. Marcus Silva wants to win games. He has to leave him out. Well, they've, they've, they've said they're pivoting towards younger players. They're just not going to be bringing in those like, yeah. 30-year-old. Oh, well, he's 30 now, isn't he? Uh, 22. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prospect. Yeah, exactly. So they've sort of pivoted. So they're, only, they're only going to be spending... A, like moderate amounts of money on younger players, which is uh, mm. can only be a good thing Absolutely. in their Absolutely. position, Absolutely. I think. All right, then, guys, let's have a best bet with bet three, six, five. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I was just having a quick drink. Little mm. drink. Um, it's only water. Um, <laughs> over two and a half goals, by the way, in um, in that game, Arsenal Everton's four to six with bet three, six, five. Just point that out. It's ten pound return, sixteen pound sixty seven, including steak. I was supposed to say that earlier. I got carried away thinking about Theo Walcott. Don't you worry. Best bet is from Dwight Moe. Uh, DM DM in our DMs DM sliding into our DMs he actually emailed Duomo hey hey guys it's too bad you didn't take my suggestion last week All right. (laughs) Uh, so um, that's your chance he's decided to come in again Hmm. it's quite a funny email this it's too bad you didn't take my suggestion last week see below Um, to keep everything as tight as possible up top uh, since I was right that Liverpool both Manchester clubs Arsenal and Chelsea would all win which would have come in at 5-1 to it was a squeaky bum special he said Mm. Um, this time looking down the bottom of the table we'll call this weekend's effort kick them while they're down (laughs) Leicester to win to nil versus Huddersfield at 15-8 to Sorry, Terriers, but B. Roy has to pad out his stats, don't you know? <laughs> uh, so Leicester to beat Huddersfield to nil is fifteen to eight, fifty pound returns, one hundred and forty three pounds seventy five, including stake. With all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK, you must be over the age of eighteen to gamble and do gamble responsibly. BeGambleAware.org. Fifteen to eight, Leicester to beat Huddersfield to nil is our best bet with Bet three six five. Good one. Look mm. out for it. Absolutely. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Go for Glow. So the heat is on. Gold, how the devil are you? Samuel Harper. I haven't had a win for ages. I know. I Gagging for it. Gagging yeah. for a win, Luke Moore. Um, yes, so uh, this is going for Gold. There's a mystery footballer in my mind and on my iPhone, uh, and I'm going to be reading out some clues. Written this week by Samuel Harper. 
these guys have to guess who it is. Your first clue, gentlemen. And I will be going at pace, not as fast as last week, but I will be going at pace. So no whining. Yeah. Like pigs. Uh, I was born or pigs. born on the 30th of September, 1977. Stop. Ben, what asked what Incorrect. <laughs> mm-hmm. I moved to England in 1995, joining Hull City as a trainee. Mm. Mm. My honours include t- one Premier League title, one FA Cup, the Greek Super League, and Danish goalkeeper of the year. Ooh. Ooh. Stop. Uh, Michael. Uh, Cash Pitch Michael. Incorrect, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I have amassed 45 international caps, the first 19 coming between 1997 and 2006. I then returned to the international stage in 2012 after impressing for Olympiakos. It's quite an interesting, yeah. quite a confusing one, this mm. is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, is Danish goalkeeper of the year... Danish league keeper of the year or yeah, a guy who it's, played in the division. It's yeah. the whole city uh, yeah. trainee thing. Never came in at a big level. Mm. I also had a one-game managerial career, leading Barnet to a 2-1 victory in the 2011 Hearts Senior Cup Final against Stevenage. Oh, I therefore it. hold the unusual honour of having won a trophy in my only game as manager. <laughs> Stop. Stig Danepack. <laughs> what? <laughs> who is Stig Danepack? Just made him up. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad I questioned it then. <laughs> I think that a lot when I'm doing the ramble. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the, Wayne Rooney. What was the uh, the honours, sorry, of Premier League, did you say? One FA? Premier League title, one FA Cup, the Greek Super League and the Danish goalkeeper of the Ooh. year. Stop, Massimo Taibbi. Incorrect. Oh, imagine Barnet. I know, I just... Yeah. I, I, I hadn't had a guess, Luke, and you I know me, I like a it. pot shot. Fair right? enough, fair enough. <laughs> don't, don't score if you don't shoot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, on the top... Alex Manninger? Incorrect. That was naughty, that. On the 15th of November, 2014, you're allowed to guess this, uh, but once I start talking, you're not allowed to uh, guess. On the 15th of November, 2014, less than 24 hours after playing an international match in Bucharest, Romania, I kept a clean sheet as Notts County won 1-0 away at Coventry City. <laughs> what? It's Notts County obscure. and it's not Cashbush Michael? It's not Cashbush Michael. Stop, Mark Poom. Incorrect. He's Estonian, is he not? Yeah, but, yeah, but he's still, can't he's play still in Holland. Yeah, Denmark yeah. and Greece. Yeah. Oh, well, Denmark, yeah. Some of my other clubs include Wigan, West Ham, Derby, Manchester United, and my current club, Linfield. Stop. Ah, oh, no, he's, he's going to be too young. Stop, Roy Carroll. Marcus Paul. Yeah, well done, mate. <laughs> I actually waved my hands there, yeah. thinking, can I go now? <laughs> the goal that never was. Yeah. Lord. So you're tapping away, Luke. Checking. No, I just want. Facts. I just want to know who you played for in Denmark. Uh, Apparently, you played for Odense. Yeah. And right. you guys, Jim and Luke are Odense. Odense. Oh, nice. Yeah. Get in there. Good well, Mark. It's a good win, mate. It's a solid solid lovely win, old job. Solid. Just about got there, but that was a good one. Mm. It was very good. Strung us along. It, it was a good one because it had the the quality the, the quality you're looking for going for gold. Where yes. it twists and turns, twists and turns different ways. Yeah, twists yeah. and turns, twists and turns. I'm half expected not to even be a yeah. goalkeeper or something at that point. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I am loving the fact that every week someone will suggest Mia Ham and I never select it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Every time Mia Ham. No, not happening. Stop. Is it me, Ham? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. It's a pleasure, as always. See you on Monday. Thanks, Lukey. Cheers. Thanks, Petey. Ta-ta. Thanks, Jimmy. Bye. Thank you. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.